Hi again, everybody. It's me, JR Man. Welcome to day three. Day three of the big social media fast. How are you? Hope you're enjoying it. Uh, so basically, for the next 40 days, as I take a break from all social media, I'm calling people. I'm calling my top 40. The people that I love, the people that I want to touch, the people that make me feel and emote and cry and laugh, the people that have transformatively given me so much uh, of what of who I am. So uh, today is my friend Dallas. Now, I've got two friends that are Dallas. One's a dude, one's a chick. This one is the chick who lives in Cincinnati, and she doesn't mind me calling her a chick at all. She's uh, one of the funniest people that I know and definitely um, somebody that really, uh, well, she moves me. Here's Dallas. Okay. Okay. Hi. Okay. Hi. So, so my, so this guest, so again, with me, the next 40 days from January 1st to February 9th, we're all about fasting social media and fasting a few things else. But so I put together a list, as some of you know, I put together a list of like the people that just like make me happy or they, um, they make me emote in some kind of way, or they're, they've just been like these big flags for me in my life. One of them is on the phone right now from Cincinnati, Ohio. She is one of two Dallases that I actually know. Can you believe that you're one of two? Hopefully I'm the only, hopefully I'm the only woman. Well, yes, you're the only woman Dallas that I know. I'm pretty, like, territorial about that, to be honest with you. Well, how many... I like to be the only Dallas. How many Dallases do you know? I'm okay with that. Do you know? I mean, are there other... I've met other Dallases, but I'm pretty standoffish. (laughs) So, like, if you meet them, you're like, oh, the hell with you. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a little, like crestfallen at first and then they have to like really impress me i don't I'm, i've always been like that it sounds mean i'm open to meeting people but like i kind of just want to be the only dallas no yeah okay it's important to me. well the, the other dallas in my life is uh is a guy so i'm sure so, he's great no i'm sure he's great this is nothing against them this is my own issues well, do you want to know something nuttier is you both are in ohio <laughs> really yeah that's that's, that's even is he in cleveland Yes. No, he's in Akron. He's in Akron. Oh. Now, so Dallas and I, what last name are you going by these days? What are you doing Gutman. with it? Gutman. yeah. Okay, Gutman. so Dallas and I meet at the Fox in San Diego. Dallas was a producer. I was an executive producer. Uh, I, I had been an EP for many, many years. I cherished my time with you, Dallas, and part of me doing this exercise over the next 40 days of just uh, podcasting every day is to like bridge this gap of like get rid of the autonomy of social media and go straight to the source and tell you, I love you. I'm with you. I want to check up on your life. I want to know what's happening. But anyways, the, and I'll just tell a quick story. So one day we're in the newsroom and Dallas, Dallas, for the record, dude, you're super smart. You're super perceptive, crazy, intuitive, uh, definitely a leader. You're one of the only producers I've ever had in my life that's actually looked up and said, hey, can you shut the hell up? <laughs> so, so I I in, love in so that. Many words, yeah. I, I love well yeah. I mean I mean we can use the I mean we can use the vernacular, you know, that you use, but I mean the point is is like I I from that moment forward it was like Dude, you were sewn into my heart. Anybody that can tell me to shut the F up while I'm in the middle of stupid television, man, I'm all about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I appreciate You know, that. it was a really, really, like, formative experience for me working at Fox. It was so hard. Like, so hard. Harder than I ever expected it. I was like, I didn't even know what to expect, I guess. I came up as an intern. And you gave me the chance to become a writer and then a producer. 
and it was just like trial by fire basically and it was insanely informative for me and it was like i you know forever grateful to you for like seeing that in me because it was i was not experienced i had to learn well, let me tell you, you, you were, you were, I mean, dude, you're, you, you are, you're a rock star. Okay. So let's catch everybody up. So, and, and let's catch me up too. Cause we were talking before we started rolling this thing. So, okay. So yeah. you moved to Cincinnati, Ohio from San Diego. What now? Is it two years yeah. ago? It's two years ago. Two years. Yeah. Yeah. Now you grew up in Southern California. Yes, so, I did. So what the hell is moving from Southern California to Cincinnati, Ohio? Like, what are the adjectives used there? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, now, it, it took me, like, exactly two years to kind of, like, get on board with it. Um, it was really tough. I mean, it was, like, I was super excited at first. And then, like, when I got here, I was like, oh, my God, what have I done? But, you know, the reason we moved here was because my now husband, um, I kind of like moved and got married at the same time, which I don't recommend doing to anybody who's listening. Like, don't move across the country and get married like in the same week. Um, It's too much. But so I kind of did that and he wanted to come out here. He had a great opportunity to start his business, which he's killing it. And um, I just love him more than California. But I had to really convince myself of that, like many times over and over again yeah and remind myself specifically and like, you know, specifically when it's 20 thing, below like, yeah exactly like the weather we moved in the fall so like it was like september when we moved so i had like a little bit of time to ease into it and then it was just like whoa and then you know i don't i have friends here i guess through him but didn't really have a big network like outside of his family which is a big family but still um, kind of didn't really have my own thing going on. Um, and it's just a different, it's, it's a culture shock. It's very different out here. You know, they say people in Midwest are friendly and yeah, like they'll hold the doors for you. There's like the politeness, but it's hard to, harder to meet people. I think than in a place like San Diego where there's a lot of transplants where people kind of want to get out and meet other people. Yeah. Here it's kind of like everyone already knows each other. Yeah, I would. So that that's always been my experience with the Midwest. You you were born and raised there, and if you're not part of the tribe, it's it's always difficult getting in that tri- in, in the tribe. Yeah, <laughs> like the main question you get is like, "Where'd you go to high school?" I'm like, "Palm <laughs> Desert High School." Like, yeah. I don't. <laughs> you wouldn't know it. <laughs> you know. Now, now for but, people um, for people who don't know Palm Desert, I mean Palm Desert, it's like 120 in the summertime. It is. It is. That's insane. And I prefer, it's pretty bad. Um, I guess, like, I was, like, used to it. Or, I don't know if you ever really get used to it. I guess I just prefer extreme temperatures where you can, like, lay out by the pool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's more fun. Um, But I also spend most of my childhood in L.A. Yeah, that's right. So. You have a big L.A. connection, too. Yeah. So, there was that. I mean, and also mentally, it was hard for me because I kind of felt like I got into a headspace where I was like, nothing's better than Southern California, and I've seriously downgraded my life and my stock. <laughs> and that was like a really bad mental place to be because it's not true. But then if you're telling yourself that, that everything you see in Cincinnati, you know, like every tree that doesn't have a leaf on it, every smokestack, every, you know, whatever. 
yeah that yeah. outfit and see if like <laughs> that feeds into that oh that's so good <laughs> okay so let's you know. all right so let's get into it now I want you to pinpoint your life for me right now so we can so I can get caught up with you so I know I know somewhere along the track you were gonna be a lawyer at some point but well I was I wanted to be a lawyer I applied, oh, here's what it is I I was working in news, right? I love, love television. Like, I love creating television. But I don't want to, like, work that closely in television. First of all, it's hard to make money. Second, it's really, really hard work. Well, news, and, let, and let's tell everybody, that. news is a big pain in the ass. I mean, let's face it. It's it a, sucks. Yeah. And the subject matter sucks. I don't care. I mean, I'm just going to say it, and maybe it's a bad thing to say. I do not like journalism. I love television. Like, yeah. They were separate to me. Yeah. Um, I don't care about what the current events of the day. Like, I do, but not enough to, like, you know, be inundated day in and day out with it. Yeah, and you know um, and you know that's okay because there is a there is a thing with live TV. Like, man, you can get stoned doing live TV. It's so much fun. So fun. Like, it's so fun. And I love the creativity aspect and, you know, putting it all together. Um... So then when I came out here, I didn't really want to do that. Um, I, I was helping my husband start his business. And um, something I kind of had some like life events with my family, and I was inspired to become a lawyer. Like I'd always kind of thought about it, but never really thought that I was like smart enough or could do it. I never like, did that well in school, but I just had like a spark of inspiration, and I was like, I'm going to go for it. So that was like earlier this year. What was the what, what what was the particular inspiration that kind of was like, man, I want to get in there and be a lawyer? Well, I mean, without going too deep into it, I guess like someone close to my family had some like bad legal issues, and I kind of just felt compelled to help people who were in their situation. Like I saw it, I you work in news and you see criminals and people who break the law in one light as people who should be put on television and their story told, right? Yeah. For some sort of public interest. I don't know. But it's humiliating for them, for the people who committed the crime, whether that's money laundering or whatever it is. I mean, obviously I don't condone committing crimes, but these people are still people, right? So then once I was on the other side of that as a family member of somebody who was like the absolute most stressful thing you can go through when you or somebody you know is like facing prison time. It's, horrible no matter, no matter what the person did so that happened to my family and I was just like very I felt compelled to do something like take action yeah and I wanted to become a lawyer yeah a defense lawyer a criminal defense lawyer because I thought you know I could be that like beacon of light for people and I still think I can um so I asked you to write me a letter of recommendation I took the LSAT and I applied. How hard? How hard were the? How hard was the LSAT? Um, it was. It's pretty hard, but it's really interesting. Like, I. It's interesting to learn. I spent four months, um, studying for it. And what's like a and, question? Um, like, what does the? What does that test look like? Does it look like? Like, what is? Oh, like, so give me an okay, example. This is what it is. So I'll read you a question because I still have the books, um, but there's. Four sections. There's two logical reasoning sections, a reading comprehension section, and like an analytical reasoning section. Dude, I would fail. So I would fail this test so badly. 
so there's part, you know, there's things that are easy to learn and not. Like reading comprehension, if you can't read fast and like gather information quickly, it's going to be tough to learn. Right. But like in news, you know, you, you kind of have to do that. So that part, boom, I had that down. Logical reasoning is like a mind twister. Like it's insane the types of questions there are. You do have to learn that. And then analytical reasoning is like the easiest one to learn. I'm going to try to find one of my books. Because, like, honestly, it was just very cool, like, the way, I don't know, that my mind had to kind of, like, think about things differently. And I guess, like, it's a good litmus, like, if you are, you know, if you're good at, if you get a good score on this test, then you have the right, like, you can think like a lawyer, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's got to make you feel good, right? I mean, it's got to make you go, I could do any damn thing I want to. I mean, I didn't do, like, fantastically on it, like, Yale status, but I, I did, like, above average, so, yeah. you know, it's tough. Okay, so here we are. Yeah, give us a I'm question. A book. I'm going to answer it. I'm going to answer this question. Whatever it is, I'm answering it. Okay, but it's multiple choice, so are you going to be able to, like, follow Yeah, yeah, along? just go. Listen, I'm a genius. Go for it. Here we go. Okay. This is <laughs> okay, genius. JR, JR taking the LSAT. Go. If you have no keyboarding skills at all, you will not be able to use a computer. And if you are not able to use a computer, you will not be able to write your essays using a word processing program. So if those above statements are true, which of the following must be true? I'm ready. Here's A. If you have some keyboard skills, you will be able to write your essays using a word processing program. Yeah. B. Yeah. If you are not able to write your essays using a word processing program, you have no keyboard skills. Oh, boy. C. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If you are able to write your essays using a word processing program, you have at least some keyboard skills. D. If you are able to use a computer, you will probably be able to write your essays using a word processing program. Or E. If you are not able There's to write e. your essays using a word processing program, you are not able to use a computer. All right. I'm going to... Is there an F? Please tell me there's no F. <laughs> no F. That's it. All right. So here's... Wordy listen, as shit. Listen. I'm going right? to give you... I'm going to go. Ready? Number one. Yeah, well, like I, n- number one. I blanked out the, midway through the question. Number number one. I knew it. Okay. So I blanked... I knew that was going to happen. Like all as I heard was was processing keyboard. and keyboard and I literally keyboard. blacked out. I blacked out. So I bet you everyone who's listening also blacked out. Yeah, okay, so I, Okay, so Everybody, here's the here's the answer though. Here here's the answer. Ready? The answer is C. The answer is C. Um <laughs> let's check that answer. Let's it's, check that answer. It's C. I'm telling you it's C. I feel like it's C. You feel it in your bones? I feel... Unfortunately, that's not enough for this test. Well, dude, why the, why the hell am I processing with keyboard? Oh, my God. Yes, it's C, right? It's C. Yeah, you're it's damn C. right. There you go. Oh, my God, you got it. Yeah, there you go. You got it. There, that, I'm a, it's always C, that's why. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, it, it, now, listen, tell the people I did not know that beforehand because there's going to be a bunch of people that write in going, oh, you guys talked about it. This, you basically just passed the bar. Yeah, there you go. There you like, go. I... I feel like I feel like I'm gonna consult people about keyboard processing later today. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That could okay. Be your side hustle. Okay. So here we go. So we're, we're gonna move. We're gonna move forward. So okay. Okay. The LSATs. You you nailed it. Cincinnati married winter. All this great stuff. So 
Uh, can we talk about you not drinking or no? Yeah. Okay, so you told me before we started to record, you're like, hey, I quit drinking. And and then you also said, I and I had a God moment. So I want to hear both those stories go. Okay. They're one and the same. Um, so can we, let's back up. Yeah, go. Because I had, a, I had a, a couple universe moments that are like linked together. So we're talking about law school. And I had a dream, as I told you before we started this that um, I was consulting a lawyer about how to get his business onto television. Right. And I woke up and I was like, oh my God, like I need to be television broadcast business consultant. Like it's what I, it just hit me. Like I want to work in television without working in television. Like and I know the drill. I worked in it long enough to know how to do that. That was one thing. And then I you know, like, I kind of, I don't, I'm not like a heavy drinker, we'll say, like going out every weekend. And if I can just be completely candid, I guess I don't care, whatever. I'm starting, starting to notice that like, it was, would escape me. Like I wouldn't be able to, um, just have like one or two drinks or like pace myself, I guess is a good Gotcha. Um, and so after I had this dream, I was super inspired to start this business. This was like, last month so it's pretty fresh um i went out one weekend drinking and, and you know whatever the regular old riffraff and i woke up the next day and it was like not my thought but just a, something dinged into my head that was just like if you keep drinking like this or at all then you're not going to be able to achieve what you want to achieve in life. Yeah. and even you know even beyond that you may basically just fuck up everything that you have and I have a great life. I have a great husband, a great dog, a great family unit with everything. It's very chill, very good. It's like there's a lot of love. And I don't want to do anything to jeopardize that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was just becoming worried that like the control aspect wasn't there when I was going out. Even though everybody, go, you know, I feel like everyone goes out and has, has those nights. Like those nights were becoming a little bit more frequent for me so I just decided that it's not serving me anymore and it's probably uh contributing to like a lot of other like anxiety issues you know even after the hangovers wear off or whatever yeah so well dude first off I mean first off congratulations for coming to that epiphany and because that's such a mature response to what you want with your life it's that's huge i hope you realize that yeah i mean i feel really good about it i mean it's not like i'm jonesing for a drink but i feel like i can't ever take a sip again and that is might be tough like in the long game well i mean i I mean a lot of people know my story like i i stopped drinking uh, a year and a half year and a half ago but prior to that like 1985 to 1995 i was sober too because i just i mean every time i would get near the booze man it would just it would rule my it would rule my existence so you knew me at fox when i was still drinking and there were plenty of times when i would come home and just kind of immerse myself into the couch and go oh f this i'm checking out and no, I'd right. be like, I'd literally be like, dude, you got to stop checking out because this, this is not, this is not a, this is not a good function in life for you. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's easy to do that. And I feel like, 
you know, there's other things. Like, I smoked a lot of weed, too. Like, being from California, I don't know. And I, I'm done with that, too, because I just feel like I want to be present and not, like... I'm not really trying to escape my life, you know? I don't know. So... Well, dude, I, I mean, that, that, that's so... Listen, I, I, I talk to people every day with those kind of same sentences. How do you link... Like, cause I know you said you had like a God moment. Do you move into the divine? Like you're like, man, that's like divinely inspired in me. Or is that something that you volleyed yet or thought about? I think it's going to be, I think it's my first time ever having like a thought that wasn't my own. Kind of like, I wasn't like, oh, this, I didn't like link it. It just like hit me like in, you know, you can like a million thoughts at one time. Yeah. It was just like a vision that like, I'm not going to be able to achieve like as high as I want to achieve in anything if I keep going down this path yeah like I don't know I'm not super religious I'm very involved in the Jewish community out here but as far as like the spiritual divine you know I think I need to get more in tune with that um but that was kind of my first brush with that kind of like something telling me yeah yeah, you know, so, yeah steering, so, me, steering me in a different direction. Yeah, something. And me listening to it. Yeah, something bigger than yourself. Something bigger than yourself. Something bigger than myself. And like trusting in that, like, you know, not being like, oh, you know, what, not brushing it off, not thinking it was dumb, not whatever, you know, could have happened. Yeah. Something that really stuck with me. And I was like, you know, like, that's true. I've been, you know, I've been partying for a long time. Like, I've had my fun. It's over. I really want to accomplish some goals, and I want to have a serene life. Yeah, man. So, how did? How, how does? And, and by the way, your husband is probably the most beautiful man I've ever seen in my life. How did? How is? He's amazing, dude. He's. I would French kiss that guy in a minute. I'm just saying. I'm gonna put it out there. That's I have okay. I tell you, it's a great day because. Today is his 35th birthday. Shut I can't believe you guys are only in your 30s, man. It makes me want to puke all you young people. What are you going to, are you going to, are you going to take him out drinking? I'm just kidding. Uh, see, that's just me. Yes. That, that's just me joking right there. That's, that's all We're going to get wasted. <laughs> okay. So here's what we did. So he has today off. He had like tomorrow. He goes back to work. So um, he has to take me out drinking. Okay. 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 Couples massage. Shut up. And then up. we're going to the Cincinnati Bearcats game tonight. Now, shut up. Just back up on the couples massage. What is happening? What, because I've heard these people talk about the couples massage. One one couple explained to me that they they held hands during the couples massage. Ew. Is that, is that, no. is that a thing? Okay, is that a thing? <laughs> that is not a thing in my life. Dude, no, there's no way. Nobody wants to do some weird shit like that. <laughs> we just not hold hands. The tables were not even that close together. <laughs> We kind of, like, laughed the first, like, few minutes, and then I told him to shut up because I'm trying to enjoy my massage. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was just, like, an hour of pampering. Um, it was nothing what sensual is, or anything. It was what, an hour of relaxation see, in the middle of the day during the week that Jordan does not get to experience very often. Well, that's – and everybody – the minute everybody hears couples, couples massage, they all go sexual. That's that's where they all go. Everybody goes, like, what I know. What was going on in the room? Like, what were you doing? And I'm like, you know, I'm like, couples massage involves massage therapists, you idiots. It's like there are other people in the room. <laughs> other people in the room. So, like, we, like – I like I like book a room so we can give each other sensual massages. Like I wouldn't pay for that. 
Good you lord. What does what, what does Jordan think of your new epiphany? Is he like totally on board with he's this? So he's on board. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's a good dude, he's man. Yeah. You got yeah. you you got like me. I got the best wife in the world for me. Like there's like I'm telling you right now, man, when God was handing out like great wives, I must have done something correct. Because I got the greatest one. You, I mean, and I, and, and listen, I don't know Jordan like intimately, but I know him well enough to know that this is a fabric guy, man. This is a stand up. Uh, he's a he's good amazing. man. Yeah, he's he's a super man, and especially for somebody like you. And I preface that by saying, like, I get you, I get me. If you know what I'm saying. He can keep up with me, which is like amazing, and he also is like super patient, and you know can like put up with my craziness and I can put up with his and we make each other laugh and like I gotta say you know we've been together almost nine years that's all yeah how crazy is that yeah that's dude, a long time that's incredible that's incredible okay I, mean, I met him when I was 22 and I told him I loved him the first moment I looked into his eyes well didn't you guys didn't you guys have some Coachella like love story right so, like first you, of all it wasn't Coachella. What, so what was it? Was it was Joshua Tree Music Festival. Whatever. It a, a whatever. Less, whatever. Like, Coachella, whatever. Basic, I feel it. <laughs> um, yeah, we saw each other. And I was like, hey, I love you. Which makes me sound crazy, but like, I was a little bit tequila drunk. And he was really cute. And he had like this big curly hair and these like yellow, like rim glasses. He was, you know, peacocking. So, whatever. Wow, dude, whatever. He, like, yeah, let's he can. Yeah, and then we had, like, a night of fun. We, like, you know, danced backstage, broke into a Popsicle stand, <laughs> and we've been together ever since. There was no Popsicles in the Popsicle stand. It was kind of a bust, but... Um, okay, now, before we go, because I, I usually do 30 minutes on this. Before we go, I want oh, you to okay. tell... I want you to I want you to tell everybody uh, one of your grandpa stories, because your, your, your grandpa... I, I kind of became... Well, I started to know your grandpa because you started to tell grandpa stories while we're in the newsroom. Um, because yeah. he because he well, likes did to. Did I tell you though that he? Did I tell you he passed away last year? Oh my gosh! Did he really? I didn't know that. I'm so sorry. Almost a year. Almost a year ago. Oh my okay. god! How are we doing with that? That had to be a big deal. It was a really big deal. It still is a big deal. Yeah. It's tough. I've gotten a lot better. In. I can't be too upset about it because he lived a full life and he was not doing so well at the end. And it's hard for me to like wish somebody was around longer than they probably should be. Yeah. So that, how, how, how old was he? It, how old was he when he passed? 95. Now, he, now he was, he was a veteran, right? I remember you saying he was, he was a veteran. A navigator in world war two. Yeah. He, um, Probably saw and did more with his life by the time he was 24 than me and you will ever even right. be able to imagine. Right, right. Um, and it probably like fucked him up in the head a little bit, sure. to be completely honest. Yeah. Because it was, World War II was pretty brutal. Um, and this is a, actually a good story, though. So when um, Germany, when the war was over, part of the agreement with Germany was that they couldn't have an airline for, I think, four years. That was like part of their punishment for being, you know, hateful, whatever. <laughs> yeah, dicks. And so my grandpa was actually, who who's Jewish, by the way, my grandpa was one of the first people to go over there and train the first navigators of Lufthansa Airlines. No kidding. Jeez. Yeah. 
and they would call him Air Richter, like Mr. Richter, and, you know, they were super respectful towards him, and he said it was a great experience. And uh, he didn't really know what to expect going there, like, after, you know, everything with um, the Holocaust and everything. So it was, I mean, I don't know. He was just, he's a great man. He was one of those people who, uh, you know, one of the golden generation. Do um do the do the story about how you're writing the, the you know, the TV stuff and he wants you to write the article. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because that's he my favorite like, stuff. He would call me up. Okay, so, you know, he's very into, like, flight and navigation. So he would call me up. He's like, hey, dear, you know, I was just thinking, I have a story for your column. And I'm like, well, it's not quite a a column, but he's like, well, okay. You should write about how, uh, what's his name? Uh, He flew to St. Louis. I'm blanking on his name. Oh, uh, uh, oh, my gosh. The the, the freaking Lindbergh. Lindbergh. The guy. Lindbergh. But how Charles Lindbergh flew across the Atlantic, the first flight across the Atlantic to France. And I'm like, well, you know, we do more like current events, but I'll talk it over with my executive producer and see. But you would always suggest that story. Yeah. Like yeah. in like different versions of it. He's like, well, you know, there is a San Diego connection because the airplane was made at Ryan Airport in San Diego. And I'm like, oh, thanks for that, Grandpa. I will definitely run it by. Uh, yeah, the uh, news director for you. And well, I would does. tell you, you would tell that story, and it would make me cry laughing because Die's grandfather died. So we were both working at TV when Die and I met, and Die's grandfather regularly would. I would come into his house with Die, and he would go, "Hey, I need you to fix my cable." <laughs> I'd go. You're like, that's not. <laughs> that's not. That's not the kind of TV I do, Grandpa. I. <laughs> <laughs> He thought I like wrote a column for some like historical newspaper or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'm well, like it's a great idea in 1945. Well, I'm wonderful s- news story. I'm so uh, grateful that you got to have that experience with him, and so sorry for uh, you know for his loss and everything. But gosh, you he he left you energy, man. He left you so much great energy that you'll have for you the know, rest of your life. He did, and I have to say, like, I'm very happy because my dad um, gave me this, like, old army bag, and it's full of letters oh. from that, like, correspondence from when he was in the war. And it's before he met my grandma, so he's, like, he's really, like, real. He's, like, you know, corresponding with, like, girls and with, like, his brothers, and they're talking about, like, trying to pick up chicks and, like, <laughs> talking about going to the movies and, like, you know, it's very real. Like, yeah. I don't know if your grandpa is like a 20-something-year-old. See? And I can, you can kind of like see him more like in that light. And I really appreciate that because I just feel so connected to him. I love him so much, you know? So now that's the kind of shit that I'm talking about when it comes to doing this 40-day social media fast I'm doing because the letters were intentional communication between two people. And and that's why I'm making phone calls over the next 40 days. That's exactly the, why I'm doing it. I want you and I at some level to leave this conversation still in one another's lives versus just liking some shit that you posted on Facebook or Instagram. So that your your grandfather lives on in this podcast with that kind of communication. So that's that's so rad. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm grateful to be one of your 
40. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, dude. You're one of my top 40 too. Listen, you're, you're definitely in my top 40. Uh, you have no clue how much I've always said this to you and I'll say it to you again. You, you were a work daughter. You're a life daughter. Uh, I will always, always look at you like that. I hope that's cool and acceptable to you. Um, I, when yeah. you, when you got married, I so wanted to be there and couldn't because, 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 but I, I'm so just enamored with you and the way you've putting together your life with Jordan and, and, and what you do. And so listen, I love you. I, I care deeply for you. Please kiss Jordan for me. And I thank you so much for uh, allowing your story into, uh, into this podcast and into the crazy people yeah. that listen to this thing. I love you too. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right, sweet. We'll talk very, very soon. Right. I love you much. All right. That sounds good. Love you. Bye. Hey, if you want to know more about me, jr at jrman.com, jr at jrman.com. If you want to uh, read about me, jrmahon.com, and you can uh, hang out. I'm a spiritual director, mentor, uh, people call it coach. Uh, I'm direction for your life's work, baby. So uh, I have the hard conversations with people um, that you want to have, right? You, we, sometimes we want to have these hard conversations, career, relationships, faith, um, you name it, I'll do it. And I do it with grace and a plan. So I love you guys very much. Tomorrow, day four, who's going to show up? I don't know, but uh, we'll find out. See you, bye.